One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey, what's happening, Rush Nation? It is Tuesday night, and you have a very croaky Murph here on his own. Um, Apologies for this. Um, If you saw my tweet yesterday, I um, had a bit of a stomach bug, and um, it was a bit of a hit and miss. I wasn't going to record initially a Monday night. Um, Plans to go out for my wife's birthday in the fall. Actually, I'll be back in time. So I come and do it and then was at the restaurant and um, developed a bug. So I've been in upstairs and um, the quarantine for 24 hours. I feel a lot better. Thanks for those who sent uh, kind messages. But the voice is a little bit hoarse. So I do apologize. But I did want to get this pod out to you because I think this pod is really, really important. And it's one of those key episodes that not a lot of people do. Not a lot of people get um, caught up on or prepare. And I think this is the difference right now as to the things you can do that will help you win your home league, your money leagues, and all those other things. And I think this is stuff that's really in the sort of top 10 to 15% of players. Um, Before I go any further, I do need to tell you that our show today is being brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels and Manscaped have just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lorma 4.0 all across Europe. Join over 2 million men like myself and I absolutely love my Manscaped trimmer worldwide who trust Manscaped and we have an exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 5yard at manscaped.com. 
Um, so getting into this episode, I just want to say thank you to uh, the guys over at Fantasy Pros who had me on this week. Uh, really meant the world to me to have to be given that opportunity to go on such a big platform and talk about fantasy football. And a lot of you might be watching this now off the back of what I said or, or what I you know came across on that podcast. I've had literally hundreds of messages this weekend from people, comments, uh, tweets, DMs, from people who really enjoyed what I said on that podcast and really just like the fact I bought something a bit different. And honestly, those comments to me were really overwhelming. I don't feel like I, you know, I have a day job. Fantasy football is, is my passion. It's my love, but it's not, it's not what I get paid to do. Um, so to go on a show with professionals and talk and for people to respond in the way they have. And if you sent a message, honestly, I tried to reply to them all. I think I've got most of them now. Just honestly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much. And if you're subscribing to this show for the first time off the back of that, I really appreciate it. It really does mean a lot. And now I have a responsibility because you've chosen to follow this show with me on it. And we've got a lot of great podcasts that we do with a lot of great different hosts. Dicey Pod with Liam and Rich. Um, we've got the DFS pod with Nick and Mark, the college guys. And I'll address that one in a minute with Ash and Stocks and and Tom and the writers and the content on there. So big responsibility comes to us to deliver the stuff that's going to make you subscribe and tune in every week. And I hope this podcast is a good one to do. I do normally have a guest on a Monday. It is Tuesday with the bank holiday and I mentioned with the stomach bug. So things have been kind of heckly pickly and I'm going on holiday tomorrow. So I do have a special uh, podcast I have put out now and uh, the video will go out tomorrow of that podcast with Jason from Empire Fantasy Football. Do check that out. It was really great. But yeah, just thank you to everybody who sent me a message this week. It really, it really meant the world and I'll never... I'll never be able to really truly say thank you, but I've, I've really been smiling from ear to ear uh, all all week as a as a result all weekend, even when I was uh, throwing up in my sick bucket. Um, so let's get into this uh, before my voice completely collapses. Now, now, as I mentioned at the top of this, this is now the time where you've drafted. I would say probably ninety five percent of you, uh, your home leagues have drafted. You're just gearing up for the season. And this is the sort of time that most people just kind of go, well, football starts next week. You kind of tune off from your roster now and you just kind of leave it and you'll just go and set it up next week as as normal. I'm going to give you 10 things that you can do right now that will give you a significant advantage over everybody else in the league. I'm going to give you some actionable players to pick up. I'm going to give you some actionable tips. But at the end of the day, I'm here now to give you some advice that is going to help you potentially win your league or at least give you the best possible chance so let's start off with point number one i always tell the people now set your lineups now so set your lineup for week one you never know what might happen i had a stomach bug you could get anything uh, that makes you ill or incapacitated or something just happens life gets in the way life gets busy you just never know what uh, what actually happens. So the one thing I would say to you is set your lineups. Set your lineups right now for all your teams if you can. 
and just have them ready. Yes, there might be some changes you need to make, but it's so much easier just to make a tweak here and there the week of when you're so busy with all this information to come across than doing it all in one go. So just take the time over the next couple of days and set your lineups and just get yourself ready. You know, you don't have to formalize it. You don't have to make it completely official, but just have everything ready now. Believe me, with everything that's going to be going on with the cuts today and potential waivers and trade offers and all these sorts of things that could happen, you just want to be in a place where your lineup is as good a shape as it can be for this stage right now. Number two, I've talked about this a lot, and some people uh, acknowledge it, some people don't, but you can subscribe to beat writers for the teams of your most important players. And I recommend subscribing to anyone that's responsible for, you know, a good national podcast. Uh, any ESPN beat writers are pretty good. The athletic beat writers are my personal preference. And what I would do is if I had my really important players, players are drafted in the first four or five rounds, I'd be subscribing to the beat writers of those players or those teams. I subscribe to all of them. I do a lot of leagues, a lot of drafts. So I subscribe to all the beat writers. But what I want to do is make sure I've got them in a list on Twitter. I'm consuming that content. I can go in there anytime and just see what's the news on the beat with my player. Is there an injury concern? Someone like CMC, is they practicing? If you've got Saquon Barkley, is he ready to go week one? You know, those are really key, important pieces of information that you need to have and you need to have it quickly to keep that competitive edge. So what I would be doing is subscribing to those beat writers. I prefer the athletic ones, but really you could be doing anyone at all, uh, just whoever you think is, is a good fit. Um, number three, this one is one that goes under the radar. We've all done it, especially if you draft on Sleeper. Sleeper were really late this year in updating their bye weeks, and it was quite frustrating and annoying. Um, Look at your teams and see your bye weeks. Are there certain bye weeks where you have distinctive problems? Uh, week 7, week 14 have a lot of teams on bye. Week 13 have a lot of teams on bye. Have a look at your teams now. Have a look at your bye weeks. Just have a look at the weeks where you're going to need to be picking up players off the waiver wire. I'm not saying you add them now, but what I would want to be doing is having a look at the NFL schedule for that week. So I'd be looking at week seven. I'd see, right, who's on by, who has the plum matchups that week or week 13 or week 14. And I would keep a circle and I'd just keep a notepad out with some targets that I'd be keeping an eye out for potentially that week or potentially to be adding one or two weeks in advance just in eye of that bye week so that I make sure I get those players. So it's really important you do that. Um, wide receivers, the easiest thing to do here is to do uh, wide receiver twos on not necessarily the strongest offenses, but they're playing pretty poor defenses that particular week. So, for example, anyone playing Houston that week would be quite a good target. Anyone playing the Lions would be a pretty good target. And that's kind of how you can just do those sorts of things. Because even though a wide receiver two on a non-prolific offense, say, still going to get a lot of work and especially in an off in a, against a defense who's not doing a particularly great job so for me it's really important that you do that and you just keep an eye on all oh, these could be potential targets these could be potential people i would want to be adding onto my rosters to make sure that they are ready for 
that particular week. So I like to just have a, a list, a notepad. I'm quite old school. You could create it in a doc or whatever you want to do, but just have a list of targets and just know where you're going to need to make replacements and just keep an eye out on that. Number four, check your fantasy football schedule. So have a look at your league, see who you are playing every single week. What's your opponent's schedule? What are their bye weeks for the weeks that you're playing them? When will they need to stream a defensive kicker, uh, a quarterback, potentially? And this is really important because this comes into the, the game management piece. Because the things that I do in leagues that help me gain an advantage is I try and make it as difficult as possible for my opponent to pick up a player. And that means that if they have a need at quarterback, I make sure I've got the best available quarterback on the waiver wire on my roster for that week. Even if they're not playing, I have just got them sat there so my opponent can't use them against me. You know, someone like Fitzmagic might be a great option a particular week. If you own him, that means your opponent cannot. The same goes for running back options. The same goes for wide receiver options, tight end options kicker options you know if there's a certain kicker who's having a good season they're kicking indoors that bye week you know i'd be picking them up stashing them this sounds really silly but if i can cost my opponent five or ten points and i can gain an extra five or ten points that's the difference between a win and a loss so it's very strategic it's very forward thinking not a lot of people do this but this is the difference especially in money leagues and home leagues where you will be gaining a significant advantage i write it in the fantasy football playbook one of the things i talk about here is i create and this is why i write a chapter on the top 10 things to help you get into the playoffs and i talk about your remaining schedule and who you're playing in your league and then i say that you create a chart of strengths for that person's team the weaknesses what their bye weeks are and then where you can gain that advantage. So that could be streaming certain players. That could be, um, you know, potentially making sure an RB streamer doesn't become available. And those are the sorts of things that really will pay off for you. So it's quite early in the season to do this, but it's also a, a reasonable amount of work. If you plot out your entire schedule and weeks one to six, you don't have those, or weeks one to five, you don't have those bye weeks. So it's a lot easier to do that, right? I'm playing this team week one, this team week two. Where are they weak? Do they get an injury? Are they carrying an injury now? Who can I pick up to make it a bit more difficult when they play me? That's ultimately what it's about. It's about making it as difficult as possible when they play me so that I beat them, so that I get the W. That is what is fundamentally crucial. So it's a lot of work, um, but it's well worth it, especially if you want that pride and that that trophy at the end of the season <clears throat> when you do this this leads to point five who are your main rivals in the league what are their gaps so i'm looking at my league and i'm looking at all the teams and i'm highlighting two three four teams who are potentially competing for the title with me hopefully and i'm looking and i'm thinking okay what have they got what are their strengths where are they going to beat me when i play them how are they going to beat me how am I going to beat them? And it's that game theory piece. So I'm looking at where they're weak, where they're strong, because I'm, I'm looking at where I might need to do a trade, 
I might need to get a bit more creative with what I do in my roster that week. That's what I'm doing. I'm kind of just analyzing all of my competition and working out what I need to do. If they get an injury to said player, how are they going to fill that hole? If I get an injury to my player, how am I going to fill that hole? It's all those sorts of things. It's just trying to work out as many permutations as possible so that you can go ahead and just be ready to absolutely crush it. Number six, this is a really interesting one. And this is one, I, again, I talk about in the Fantasy Football Playbook. But it's so really important because if you do this work now, when you need to make a trade, this will really pay off for you. But you need to look at who your potential trade partners are in the league. So look at where teams are weak, where you're very deep, and look at teams that are deep, where you're very weak. And what I mean by that is if you're carrying extra running backs and the team doesn't have enough running backs, but they're strong on wide receivers and you're not strong enough on wide receivers, that's a really good trade partner for you. At the end of the day, the art of trading isn't about trying to win the trade. It's about trying to get a trade that makes your team better. And if it makes their team better, that's absolutely fine. Is As long as the end goal is your team is better. If your team is better, it doesn't matter if their team is better because your team is better. You need to focus on your team and your team only. So <clears throat> when you do this, I like I just highlight who has weaknesses. Where are their weaknesses? Do I have a lot of players in that position that I can trade them? Do they have things that I want in return? And I'm not saying you go out and make trades now in week one, but you can make trades in the future. You can just, I, if you know that information now and appreciate rosters are fluid, they're going to change week to week with waivers and things like that. But ultimately, if you're on top of this now, it's going to make it so much easier for you because you're going to understand who you can trade with and who you can make significant deals with. And especially when I'm looking at my matchups and thinking, I need to make a change here. I need to do something a bit different. This is the area where you will get a significant advantage. So do the work now. Work out who your trade partners are. It's going to heavily help you right now. <clears throat> Number seven, check out your waiver wire right now. So lots of things happening today. It's cut day. Cam Newton's been cut. Um, we've seen injuries over the past week to J.K. Dobbins. We're seeing a lot of things going on. Starters being named. Jameis Winston. And Mac Jones, Teddy Bridgewater have been started. So, you know, at the end of the day now, people have been working the waiver wire. If, they, if you're in a very active league, people have been working that waiver wire already. Some might not have been. If that's the case, have a look at your waiver wire. Just assess it. Who are the major running back handcuffs that are still out there? Is there a Tony Pollard on your waiver wire? Is there a Gus Edwards on your waiver wire? Is there a significant contributor that if a player goes down, Carlos Hyde, for example, I'm not saying you necessarily go and pick those players up right now, but they are players that you need to keep an eye on and they're players that you need to just be wary of and make sure that your opponents necessarily don't get them if they get an injury. Just know who's out there, know who's in the pool, see if something happens to your team where you can make a quick change very, very quickly and be one step ahead. Knowing this information in advance will make it much easier for you to act quicker and get there ahead of the competition. Because if you know what's out there and you know out there, what's out there before they do, you can make the appropriate adjustments very, very quickly. Um, number eight, I talked about this on the Fantasy Pros podcast, but know your player's playoff schedule. So this is either week 14 or week 15, all the way through to week 17. So why this is important, you're thinking about winning your league. So you're thinking about players who are going to help you win your league. If your players are going to contribute now 
but potentially have a really disastrous playoff schedule, that's absolutely fine. It's just good to know. And then what you do is you then need to make the adjustments later on in the season once you've racked up those wins. Same way that if you've got a player who potentially isn't firing early on in the season but has a great playoff schedule, you might want to hold on to that player if they can turn their season around and perform. And if not, then you cut them and it's fine. Players like David Montgomery have a phenomenal playoff schedule. Players like Trace Sermon in the 49ers have a phenomenal playoff schedule. Have a look at playoff schedules. If you don't know where to find this information, send me a DM, send me a tweet. I will link you to the appropriate information. But you need to know your fantasy strength for schedule for those weeks because you're working towards a title. So if you can make those pivots, I said to people in week 10 last year, go trade for David Montgomery. He's not having the best of seasons. You're going to pay a bit for him. It's going to be worth it. Turn into a league winner. Why? Because he had the best season-ending schedule of any running back I've probably ever seen. And you know what? This season, he's got a very similar schedule. Not quite as plumb, but also still pretty nifty. So... <clears throat> Just keep an eye on those schedules. Have a look at them, especially for your key players. If you've got a key player who's playing it, for example, if McCaffrey's playing the Bucks twice in the last four or five weeks, I don't want to know. Like that, that's going to be, I mean, obviously you're going to start him, but that's going to severely handcuff his value. I don't think that's happening, so it's fine. But they're the sorts of things I kind of want to know. I want to know who is against premier defenses and need to know. Obviously, talent will prevail to a certain extent. But I know if I've got marginal talent playing against good defense, I probably need to be changing and freshening up my roster once I've got enough wins to get into the playoff. And if you secure those wins early, you'll have more time to do this. <clears throat> One thing about the bye weeks, who are your kicking, uh, who are your kicker options, your QB options, your uh, DST options for streaming? So when you know who your bye weeks are, again, look at your bye weeks, look at when those players have their bye weeks and have a look and see who are the appropriate people I can pick up? You might need to pick up those players one week early to make sure you don't get sniped. But by doing that, that's going to give you a significant advantage. So if you can identify who the relevant people are that you need to pick up, at QB, at tight end, the quarterback, at, at kicker, at DST, then you pick those players. We just highlight who it is will be free, potentially for those weeks that have the best schedule. Highlight them, pick them up early if you need to. Keep an eye on those players. It's going to help you out a long way uh, to get you to where you need to go. Now, the last point here is top 10 waiver wire options as it stands right now. And this could change in the next 90 minutes when cuts officially are announced and that information is still ongoing. So um, it could change. But as of right this second, top 10 waiver wire ads for me right now. Gus Edwards, if he is still on your waiver wire, I want you to go and spend a lot of fab on him. Or if you're in a standard waiver claim league, I want you to claim him right now. Do it right now. He is an easy RB2 with RB1 upside in that offense. You need to be adding him to your roster. That is a potential league winning move right there. If he is on your waiver wires, go and add Gus Edwards. If not, Go and add Tyson Williams. That's T-Y hyphen S-O-M Williams. He is the number two back there in Baltimore. They run heavy offense. He's going to get some really relevant work. He's going to be a flex play some weeks, maybe even more so. 
So Tyson Williams is someone that you should be adding. He should not be free in leagues for too much longer. Get ahead of the game. If you've got someone who you can drop who isn't going to be relevant, add Tyson Williams. He's going to really help you out there. Um, Tyrell Williams. We've seen the news that Rashad Perriman has been cut. Tyrell Williams is projecting to be the one there. I mean, madness that that is the case, but that is Detroit. I don't care if it's on the worst offense in the league. I will want the number one wide receiver on any team in my roster if possible. So the fact that he's out there, he's probably free in most leagues. I've been telling people all season to go pick him up. I felt he was always going to be the one. We're now at the case that he is the one going at him. You know, I'm not sitting here and telling you he's a league winner, but he's a lot better than, I guarantee he's better than someone you've got on your roster right now. 100%. He's going to contribute immediately. He could easily see a huge target share in that in that offense. Tony Jones Jr. Tony Jones Jr. is scheduled right now, and this could change to be the number two running back in New Orleans. Depends what happens with Latavius Murray. Still think he gets cut. Tony Jones Jr. will be available in a lot of leagues. Again, if you've got someone on your roster you took late on, just add you know, get rid of him, add Tony Jones Jr. He's going to add a lot of value to your roster right now. Um, Byron Pringle, <clears throat> he's someone who projects to be the number two wide receiver. It's a bit of a reach, that one. He will be free. We can understand the shower league. You probably want to wait on that one and circle that one as a waiver wire candidate. Makes complete sense. But he's a name that you should be keeping an eye on uh, in the coming weeks because he could have a massive week one and go off. He might not. Be someone you should be keeping an eye on. And if you get an injury or a cut on your roster, if you've got a Bashar Perriman on your roster, I'll be adding Byron Pringle right now. Larry Roundtree, he projects to potentially win the backup job behind Austin Eckler. I want to say this is not really a backup job. Austin Eckler is a, is a pass-catching back. He won't run downhill as much. So this is really a goal-line uh, threat back who will be a really significant fantasy contributor. So. I, you know, I think Larry Roundtree's a, a running back too. If he does win, then he should win that job. That's what it's looking like according to the beat writers. So he's someone who could have running back two upside certain weeks, depending on the schedule, depending how they run the game, and depending on their game management as well. Especially if they're getting leads over teams and they're you know need to run the clock out. Larry Roundtree's going to get a lot of those garbage time yards, which is what you really want. So Larry Roundtree's a guy you should be considering targeting in those in those leagues. Again, I wouldn't necessarily say in a shallow league, but a more a deeper format, he should be owned. Um, if you're looking for a decent streaming option at uh, DST, you didn't draft one, and that's completely fine. You need one for the first three or four weeks. Carolina. Carolina have a great schedule starting the season. Carolina are the team, I think, weeks one through three, one through four, have a really good schedule that you can take advantage of. Uh, they'll be free in almost every league. So I'd be picking up Carolina. Play there for a few weeks. I think they're a really good option uh, for you there. Marcus Callaway, we've seen that James Winston is the starter. I was dubious. I didn't. I All season, I've been really confident that Winston would be the starter. Michael Thomas goes down. He's now on the pup for five weeks. I thought, oh, well, maybe they're going to hill and do this hybrid running offense. Now they've stuck with Winston. Um, I, obviously, I think he's the better quarterback. Um, so this is massive arrow up for Marcus Callaway. He is someone I definitely would be adding on my roster, I think he's better than anyone that you would have picked in rounds 11 or later at wide receiver. So definitely add him to your roster 
he is well worth that ad completely. The other one's Tyler Conklin. We've seen here that Earl Smith Jr. is out. I'm not necessarily sure if Smith Jr. Uh, Tyler Conklin is going to be an immediate contributor. He is likely to be sort of the replacement. In a deep league or a Titan Premium League, I would be adding Tyler Conklin right now unless he's already gone, which wouldn't shock me. Shadow League, I wouldn't add him, but he's a name I'm just circling around. If Earl Smith Jr. continues to stay down, this is something that could be uh, a bit of a problem. So just keep an eye on that one. I think that's some uh, really, really important uh, addition for you. So they're the 10 players right now, I would say, on waiver wires you need to be looking at, you need to be thinking about picking up or just circling, writing down somewhere and keeping an eye on. Now, I did advertise for some questions. If you're watching live, feel free to put some questions uh, in the chat and I'll answer some now. Um, I'm going to start with a question I got on Twitter the other day um, from a friend of mine called Matt Watts, who's a fellow Buccaneers fan. And he asked me, what do you do if you've completely messed up your draft? And, you know, you could have either just had a bad draft or you could have been, you could have drafted like a JK Dobbins and Cam Akers and you're absolutely snookered. Um, what I do when I have a bad draft and I do have bad drafts, they get away from you, you panic, you make mistakes. It happens to everybody. Um, <clears throat> is I just look at the waiver wire and I just think about what I can do. And then I think about finding my most tradable asset and I think about trading them and getting pieces in return. They're going to make my team better. So I look at the strengths and weaknesses of my entire team. I really write down and say, right, I've got here a wide receiver two, a wide receiver three, a wide receiver two at best. I write down where I think they're all going to finish or what they all were kind of worth value-wise, I find the stronger piece or the strongest piece, I trade that piece off for several bit pieces that are better than, you know. It's one of those things that if you've got a wide receiver one, let's say like Hopkins, and you trade him for like two wide receiver twos and a running back two, the sum of all parts is greater than the whole. What I mean by that is those three players, if they all start for you, are going to outscore Hopkins. So you can be bullish in the trade, and sometimes that trade works out. I think a few years ago, I think I traded, um, I think I traded Tom Brady and uh, I can't remember, but I remember getting back Jordan Howard and, and Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I think it actually was Howard and Roethlisberger for Brady, and Roethlisberger outscored Brady on his own for the back half of that season. And then I got Howard who also contributed and it was a trade at the time. It looked a little crazy, but again, I had two positions I needed to fill. I traded one player for that. It really worked out um, quite well. So think about that. Think about trading, maybe your best player, getting some additional players in, in, in response. And on top of that, just think about where you need to make those additions. Those 10 players on the waiver wire, some of those will really help you. Marquis Calloway, I think, if you're struggling wide receiver as a player, I would be picking up right now. Gus Edwards, if he's there, he's a player. I'd be spending a lot of fab money right now, at least half my budget minimum on Gus Edwards because I think he's a potential league winner as it stands right now for what is on your waiver wide. I think he's got that James Robinson, um, <clears throat> Mike Davis effect. And then that leads me to the last bit. Don't panic. Yes, you might lose your opening game. Yes, you might lose your opening two games. Injuries happen. You then need to just be right on the waiver wire and you need to pick up the players that are going to make the difference. You know, in the Warrior Bowl last year, I finished the runner-up out of 240 players. My draft was pretty average. It was pretty average. wasn't the best draft I've ever done. A lot of players 
on <laughs> I drafted didn't make it to the end of the season, but I was quick. I picked up James Robinson. I picked up Mike Davis. Those guys got me to the playoffs. And then all of a sudden I took off from there and I finished as the runner up and I was very close to winning the whole thing. You can, you can survive on your waiver wire. You've just got to be smart. Subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to other podcasts like fantasy pros. You'll do fine. Just don't panic, stick with it and do what you got to do. Um, stocks has chimed in. Hi, stocks. How's it going? Um, should we be worried about the Titans current COVID situation? Starters such as Tannehill are currently on the COVID list. Any update on these guys? <laughs> Big fan of the show. I mean, you should be. It's your show, really. I miss you, buddy. I wish you were here with me. Um, yeah, in terms of the Titans situation, at this point, there's not that much to tell other than this is similar to what happened last year with the Titans. Uh, they have players who got COVID. Um, it's one you have to just watch daily. I, You know, my understanding is that most of those players will be back out of quarantine before week one and before they play. You know, luckily they're not Thursday night game. I'd be more concerned if they were on the Thursday night game, but they're not. So we still got effectively like 12 days until they're supposed to play with that quarantine period. It should be fine. It might slightly affect the disruption of training, etc. But I don't think I'd be overly worried, especially in a season-long format. DFS is a different game. And you're thinking about that one week, I would probably fade a few players. But I think for, you know, I think for the whole situation, I think just ride it out. It, it should be fine until something significant might come out, other, out, out of it otherwise. Um, one question I got from someone, excuse me, I'm bad form. I'm going to look at my phone here because I've got it on here. Um, in terms of this, he said this, this question was quite specific, but I'm going to try and uh, go through it anyway. So it's a guy called Rob who joined our rookies league. So brand new fantasy players who never played fantasy football uh, before I started three leagues with people like that. And he basically said to me, I have um, in our rookie redraft, I seem to be in a spot where after injuries, I have quite a few of what I think are highly relevant running back twos, Henderson, Harris, Edwards. I have Chubb as my RB1. And I also have Javante Williams, who I suspect may end up as an RB1, RB2 after a few games after he's pushed Gordon out. I also grab Michelle off waivers, but not sure that's too relevant. My question is, do you think it's worth looking to trade one or more of those RB2s with a view to grabbing another RB1 or maybe even an elite wide receiver? For context, my wide receivers are Ridley, McLaurin, Pittman, Anderson, Fuller, and Callaway. Quite happy with my QB situation with Brady and Lance, and my tight end is Hawkinson. So I would absolutely be trading uh, one of those players, Henderson or Harris or Edwards. Again, Harris is a player that trends upwards today with the Cam, News, Cam Newton cuts. So he's someone that you can absolutely uh, be thinking about trading. I think of those three, Harris is probably the one I would cut because I think Ramondre Stevenson is someone who I think can take the goal line work away from Harris. Um, so as of that result, I would be thinking and looking at this and thinking I would probably be looking to trade Harris and I'd be looking to get a significant wide receiver piece on this. Um, so you've got Ridley, McLaurin, Pittman, Anderson, which is great. If you can find a trade partner who is in desperate need of a running back, maybe the owner of Cam Akers or the owner of uh, J.K. Dobbins, and I'd be trading them a Harris, maybe even trading them the Edwards if, if, if that's going to help. 
and or or Henderson, any one of those, and just get the best price you can, I'd be looking to get a pretty top wide receiver, especially in standard, because running backs are far more valuable in standard than they are in PPR. So you can definitely be very bullish with that. And that's where I go back to that advice earlier, where I say, look at who the suitable trade partners are. Find the people who've got those gaps. That might be the Acres owner. That might be the Dobbins owner. That might be um, just someone who just didn't draft, maybe a, a, a zero RB, for example. Go target those players and go pick up uh, one or two of their players and, and be stronger. Um, Storm's come in the chat. Hi, Storm. Uh, what are your thoughts on Dak? We're getting the monster uh, we had before his injury, or will we be cautious? Um, from my understanding, he should be fine. Um, you know, he's he's practiced. He's been told he's full go for week one, uh, according to all the beat reporters and everything that I've seen. Says we're, he's a full go for week one, which is which is good news. It's a hard one to say. We saw a snapshot of five games last year where he was on course to put up the best fantasy football season ever. Do I think that happens again? No. More just the fact that that is an unsustainable pace than anything on Dak's ability. I think Dak is a high-end QB. I think he's a top five QB in fantasy football. I think you can pretty much lock that in now if you have the health. That Cowboys offense is very, very good. That Cowboys defense is average, and I'm being kind, I think. So they're going to they're going to be in the spot where they are going to give up points. They're going to chase games. Having said that, that D was historically bad last year. It was so bad. They were giving up. I mean, they were able to come back from like 20 point deficits and 16 point deficits. It, it just was stupid games. Like the game against the Browns where it was like 80, 90 total points. They're not going to be in those games every single week. And they seem to be in the first five weeks of last season. So I don't think you're going to see the DAC at the first five games last season, just because I just don't think you'd ever see that again from anybody. But I do think he's going to have those peak games and those peak weeks, and I think he will be as close back to his best as, as possible. But yeah, just if you're drafting him on the expectation of what he did last season, I just think that's unrealistic because I just don't think anybody can ever meet that uh, again. So yeah, I don't think that's uh, that's what I would be expecting. Just seeing if I've got any more uh, questions. There was one more. I'm just trying to find it. Oh, yeah. Here we go. So this was uh, this was from uh, a group that I was asked to join uh, this week. And they asked me a question of, what advanced stats do you prefer when doing your analysis and rankings? Which ones are becoming more popular? Um, or which ones that are becoming more popular do we avoid? Now. There's a death by analysis at times, and we're all guilty of it. Anybody who does rankings, I, you know, the most popular ones are things like a dot, which is average depth of target, um, you know, catch ratio or catch percentage, and uh, target share, and number of targets, and air yards, and uh, next gen stats. There's a load of sources out there where you can get all this information for stats and death by statistics. <clears throat> What I try and do is I try and use that information to make decisions on players rather than, and just to sort of confirm what I'm thinking or change my mind on what I'm thinking on players, than to use that as my entire baseline. So, for example, 
I said this on the pod the other day where um, a dot was used an example for a Keenan Allen, for example, his a dot went down average yards per catch went down. Did it matter? He was, he was on course to be the wide receiver four last season before he missed a couple of games. Those sorts of things are like, oh, I'm not drafting Keenan Allen because his ADOT's gone down. Well, his ADOT's gone down because he's playing a different role where he now gets a hell of a lot more targets. So opportunity is trumps everything for me. I look at players who are going to get the biggest amount of opportunity, and they're the ones I'm most interested in. So I'm looking at Keenan Allen thinking, that's a buy. I'm looking at Robbie Anderson thinking, that's a buy. Looking at players who are going to dominate their teams and dominate the share that they're going to get, the rest of it kind of then becomes more tiebreakers. So, air dots really useful, but it's also a statistic that's not overly consistent um, because it depends on the system, it depends on the coaching, it depends on the playbook, it depends on uh, so many different factors. The other defense, it depends. It depends. It's so much that depends on it. Um, that I'm not overly worried about it. People get obsessed with QB um, depth of targets. That's another one. It's like, yeah, okay, well, QB only threw for like an average of eight yards or whatever it was, or seven yards or six yards, and that's the definition of good and bad. Completion percentage to me is more important. Um, and then the players who are getting that yards after catch, significantly important. But yards after catch, again, is another one that's not overly sticky. That can change year to year touchdowns again touchdowns is one that unless they're just locked into a role like a mike evans touchdowns you have to take with a pinch of salt i'm more looking at players who had ridiculously low touchdown levels that are so low that they're impossible to be that low again robbie anderson was one of those with three touchdowns off 95 catches that just isn't sustainable that's not going to happen again it's obviously going to regress to the mean which means it's going to go up Robbie, uh, Robert Woods was a similar candidate last season. He went from two touchdowns to six because, again, he has such a ridiculous amount of catches. They're the things I look at. I look at opportunities where perhaps things aren't quite right, where things don't quite add up. Um, so I'm looking at players with low touchdown numbers from the year before with high levels of opportunity, high levels of volume. Red zone targets is another one. People get hung up with red zone targets. Well, this person wasn't getting much red zone looking. But if you change the QB or you change the coaching system, that's all irrelevant. That, that information doesn't matter. You can throw it in a bin. The whole thing's different. The whole landscape's changed. The whole playbook's changing. People get hung up on certain statistics. So my point is you need to have a, a requisite, a prerequisite of, of football knowledge. You have to look at the coaches and you have to look at the players and if situations have changed, you kind of, I'm not saying disregard completely, but you have to just kind of don't use that as your confirmation bias to think, oh, well, this player's going to kill it because he got, you know, 23 red zone targets last year or 47 red, red zone targets or whatever it is. That could all change. Did they bring someone else in for more competition? Is there a different quarterback throwing the ball? For example, let's look at last season, someone like DJ Chark, when he was fit and was playing, might have had a huge amount of red zone usage. But now you've got Trevor Lawrence, who might be very mobile inside the 10 and might run him in himself. That number's going to go down because you didn't have a quarterback who's just going to throw the ball there all the time. Or they might not run it in all the time. Those are the sorts of things. So I guess to answer the question, I really haven't. I just look at the players. I look at gaps of opportunity. So I look at touchdowns. I look at things that just don't make a lot of sense from their stats last season and think where they should regress or positively regress. 
and then I look at just the I look at what they do. I look at their role in the offense. It's more X's and O's and less less actual statistics. And then I use the statistics to finish off painting the story. It's like the narrative on top of. So I've, I've written the story. It's like the context behind the story. It's like my proof that what I'm thinking is right. So there isn't a killer stat. There isn't like a statistic that is going to be the silver bullet out there. If you do like advanced stats, I do recommend next-gen stats because they do have the charts of where QBs are throwing. They tell you a lot more. They give you a lot more color to the picture. So that would be where I would go for things like time to throw. Really important because it tells you how confident the QB is. It tells you about their offensive line. They're the sorts of things that matter to me. So next-gen stats would be where I would go. Things I would avoid are just oversaturation of stats. Anyone can quote stats. It's just about how meaningful is it and does it actually fit the narrative that you're trying to portray or is it just something you're throwing in just because so i think that's about it for this week i didn't think i'd go 45 minutes so appreciate all of you and uh for tuning in appreciate all you for watching or downloading this podcast if you're new to five yard rush i would just greatly appreciate all the support that you've given over the last few uh days to me personally uh, like I said, not always me on my own. Don't worry um, if you are new. Next week, I've got an absolutely superb guest. Just waiting to get the final, final confirmation. I promise you it's a big guest. I promise you it's going to be a big show. It's going to be on Tuesday because this guest isn't available on Monday. He's just one of, he does his huge show on a Monday. So just waiting to confirm that. Big guest on Tuesday. Uh, Dynasty podcast will be out tomorrow. The um, DFS pod will be out on Thursday. We've also got a very special pod, as I've mentioned. I've already dropped. I'm going to drop the video to that uh, tomorrow night as well. So lots going on. Uh, check out all the articles on Fiverr Rush. Um, one thing I just want to say before I sign off is um, if you follow or listen to Five Yard College, you've seen Tom dropped uh, a note on, on the channel uh, via Twitter just to say he's stepping away um, indefinitely, just... Uh, he's got some family requirements and needs for him. Um, just a message to him to say, yeah, we're all with you. We're all um, we're all here to support you. We've tried. We chatted privately. I'm not going to go into too big of a public thing, but I just ask you to uh, think of Tom this week and and in coming weeks. It's it's um, just some family things he's going through, and our thoughts are with him and. Uh, I look forward to him returning when he is ready. He's in no rush to return. Stocks, who has been on a bit of a sabbatical, is going to be stepping into the college chair for a while. So he won't be returning to this podcast just yet because they do record on Mondays. I'm looking forward to having Stocks back. A, a few of you have sent me some messages about Stocks. Stocks is doing well. Uh, he's looking forward to getting back into college chair. He's going to hold the fort with Ash. Simo's going to take over the Twitter all the writers over there have stepped up. But, Tom, we love you so much, buddy. And our thoughts uh, are with you. And, you know, we talk about Five Yard being a family, and it, it really is that. And, you know, you, you're, you're family to me, and I hope you and your family get through this difficult period and hope things um, improve and get better soon. But until... Uh, next week, Rush Nation, please do check out our sponsors. Please do check out uh, Empire Fantasy Football. I, I talk about it on the pod earlier. You'll see the video tomorrow night. 
really really cool concept it's free to play so do get involved with that and also please do check out uh, manscaped 20 percent off and free shipping with the code five yard at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code five yard unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped until next week rush nation i'm going on holiday I'm going to have a few days with my family in the new forest and recover from this little bug I've had. Um, I hope you all keep well. If I'm a bit slow with replies on Twitter, I do apologize. It might just be a network or a service thing. But until next week, Rush Nation, when I'm back with my guest, uh, I'm not going to tell you now, just in case they don't pull out, but I promise you, you'll want to tune in. Don't forget, keep rushing. can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.